Hi, this is Marina Sirtis, and you're listening to Trekmate. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the Trekmate podcast. Its continuing mission to entertain, enlighten, educate, and talk all things Trek. To boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack. All hands battle station. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. All right. As is a tall ship and a star steered by. I don't want excuses. I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Trekmate. My name's Jude Hawkins, and I'm very excited tonight because we have a, a special guest. And, yes. Uh, yes, no, and I, I'm Wayne Emery, obviously. But yes, we yes, are being yes. joined by continuing this theme after having the uh, other founding father last week. We're being joined by what could have been described only as the heart of Trekmate uh, from many, many years ago, and the brains as well. But I was going to say, the, not the, the brains. brains. Yeah, the brains. Definitely the brains <laughs> of Trekmate. Since he left, there has been nothing but the bottom of the barrel when it comes to oh. the intellectual <laughs> part of the show. It is none and other than Mark Stamper. Hello, Hi. everyone. Hello, mate. It's me. I'm back after uh, three years, you said, Wayne. I think I went, did go back and have a look, and it was April 2017, something like that. Yeah, before, it was. Even before Discovery, yeah. Yeah, oh, I know. I've, I've, I've just got to ask Mark while he's here. If he hasn't seen it, please go back and watch it. We got Paul back last week. If you I, haven't watched, I haven't watched the video. I've listened to the podcast, but I haven't oh, watched listened. the video. Yeah, yeah. I, I listened um, tail end of last week, yeah. Yeah, oh, it was good to hear Paul back. Definitely. I feel like for all four of us, it's a great time to be a Trekmate uh, host, yeah. podcast, or whatever we're called. Yeah, there's a lot of things have changed for Paul. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Considerably. Yeah, considerably. He's, uh, he's one of us. We're all in it together now. Well, uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, things have changed for me quite a lot in the last year as well. Well, in the last four yeah. years, really, because I mean, that's something we didn't discuss, I think, when I was on the show last time. So that was three years ago. So. Uh, for long-time listeners um so in april 2016 i separated from my ex-wife and we got divorced and that went through in uh, october 2017 um and then sort of december 2018 i started well went on a couple of dates with a woman started seeing each other a little bit more seriously january 2019 then um Early May 2019, we decided to get married, and we got married in October. <laughs> and I moved from Hampshire. Thank you, thank you. Um, I moved from Hampshire to Fulham in West London. So I now have a wife, two kids, two stepkids, four dogs, and a big car to carry everyone <laughs> around. <in. laughs> four dogs, bloody hell! Yeah, little ones. They're little um, yeah. Cavalier King Charles Spaniels, so they're. Um, Barely even dogs, to be honest. Do, do, do they, I suppose they add up to like one proper dog, don't they? Almost. <laughs> They're almost yeah. one proper dog between them. 
so yeah things have <laughs> things have changed for paul and things have changed quite a lot for me as well that's, that's considerable cool. changes as mm. jude said huge congratulations thank you mate and it's nice to see you looking so well as well yeah thank you i've been uh eating healthily and running i'm doing a, a 10k on sunday morning so it's 10k through central london that's my first 10k um but only no started more smoking. yeah i only started training for it late november and i'm doing about 15k a week blimey 15 to 18k a week so i ran 6k tonight 6k last night i'll do another two lots of six or seven k the next couple of days have a couple of days rest and then we both run through uh, because my wife's a runner um we're both going to do a 10k through central london it's going to be a little bit chilly as well on sunday so uh but it's all good it's all it's all for charity and everything so uh, that is is far too enthusiastic mate (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no yeah. that's an inspiration that's very cool i like yeah. that oh no definitely and uh did you, so with the new wife at, at what point did you uh slip into the conversation you know i i'm a bit of a geek oh that was quite early because well she is too ah oh, that's very so, um, handy very she's good. not a star trek fan never seen star trek but she does love star wars um like me There's loves Monty Python. uh well i don't know maybe she'll watch it if she doesn't it's fair enough she's into oh, game of thrones yeah. she's into game of thrones i'm not um we have enough sort of mutual interest so maybe one day she'll watch star trek but if she doesn't then yeah it's fine it's all good you can just say uh you know that alexander siddig <clears throat> guy the guy in the wheelchair He's in a really good show I used to like. <laughs> yes, of course, of course. I forgot he was yeah. in Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. yeah briefly. But the thing is, as well, finding another gig, even if it's not the same um, shows that you share that passion for, you get mm. to appreciate each other's uh, geekdom because uh, like when you're trying to deal with people that don't understand geekiness whatsoever that's when you come up against barriers yeah, yeah yeah i mean she likes marvel movies and all of that and i mean she's a writer and a journalist so she's a bit of a sort of wordy oh, geek cool. as well so yeah. Uh, yeah so that's all good excellent and that's the thing and at least now because i don't think mark you would have ever been able to get with somebody uh if they didn't understand the differences between the theirs there there and there absolutely <laughs> absolutely and she she most definitely does i mean she speaks four languages so yeah excellent oh dear and since we spoke to you last as you said there's uh, been a a whole new world of trek there's discovery there's now picard yeah i'm still reading stuff every day at the moment about what's coming that's it well supposedly at the moment they uh said that as soon as they finish wrapping on season three of discovery they're starting filming for section 31 yeah, yeah i saw that i don't i don't know i don't know about that i mean yeah i mean we'll cover discovery very briefly if that's okay yeah I'm, um, yeah, yeah. Um, talk about whatever you want i, I mean, mean the first season it was kind of okay mm-hmm. some of the bits i liked i think monsters and mushrooms was a bit stupid <laughs> yeah. um that whole plot with the spore drive i think was dumb but some of the acting was quite good apart from michelle yo who can't act her way out of cardboard oh, box no, i really i, like I could not michelle yo i could not stand that character um i don't like mirror universe mm-hmm. i've never enjoyed mirror universe episodes and i really did not enjoy her acting therefore oh, she's probably them. she's therefore going to be in the section 31 series yeah she's going to so, be the star i presume yeah i'm probably not going to watch that or i might watch it reluctantly um 
so that was season one. I thought season two started out quite strongly. I thought Anson Mount was brilliant as Pike. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the second episode where they went to the planet that had been, they, they were rescued from Earth and they were all sent to this other planet on the other side of the galaxy. I the one with a, like the little village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had yeah. all the different religions that they put together. I yes. thought that was a fantastic episode. It was really, really Star Trekky. Mm-hmm. I thought, wow, this is really, really good. And then it just went downhill from there. And then the series made no sense whatsoever. By the end of it, I've really got no idea how it ended because towards the end I was watching it, but I was like, oh, look, Facebook. And I was on my phone and just I'm paying. I just was paying hardly any attention. I've got no idea how it ended, except to say that it was, it was, a, it was a bit dumb. And the I thing just is, lost I was interest. just taken aback when it was just like, <laughs> uh, like just out of nowhere. I like look, as you said, like looked up and I was like, oh fuck, it's AI now. Like yeah. they're fighting against AI. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I've that was just out honest. of nowhere. Like for the last week that I knew that Mark was coming on the show, I was just like, I hope he's going to share the same opinion as me and Wayne. And he's not like, I fucking love Discovery, no. especially the second season. I was no. like, please let him be thinking the same thing. No, no, I mean, it, it did have some good points. Um, yeah, yeah. I think Anson Mount was brilliant. Stuff, and I mean, there are rumours that we might get a Captain Pike series. And I'd be yeah, behind that. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Was... I've been reading stuff and that yeah, was yeah, one yeah. of the things I was reading um, today. He, was, he made an awesome Pike. As soon as I saw him and the yeah. makeup and his hair and everything, I thought, that's him. He was a perfect replacement for Jeffrey Hunter. Yeah, and I think yeah, they could tell some him. really interesting stories. Um, Ethan Peck as Spock was kind of okay. Um, mm-hmm. He was kind of fine. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it for Discovery. It was yeah towards the end. Now they've gone into the 30th or 31st century or wherever they've gone. It might be interesting to see where they go because we'll they're in the yeah. future and they don't have to pay anything to canon so maybe they can pull something out of the bag i mean i will watch it but i've i have no expectations whatsoever mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty yeah, much where we said we'll be watching it too but like we both said like we'll re-watch it but then we're just like i really be bothered don't really want to yeah it's like i'd rather carry on my rewatch of ds9 yeah. before i mm. carry on with discovery and the thing is i think just the general feeling was just very disappointed with how discovery went and the thing is i can't particularly blame any actors in particular it's the writing no no not the actors not for me no i think the writing was sloppy and lazy and just it just All wasn't over the place. very it just wasn't a very interesting story jason isaacs was good as Lorca, but mm-hmm. yeah you know i enjoyed him um did have a few nice little plot twists here and there in season one season two i just didn't get on with at all first couple of episodes were good and then it just rapidly went downhill from there unfortunately did you yeah. love the time crystals did you love klingons having time crystals <laughs> oh that was another thing where where did that come from yeah <laughs> and then it, it was young and he was old at the same time or something like that i can't quite remember it was all like really boring and i can't I can't really remember the ins and outs of the plot, to be honest. I, was, I just couldn't I just believe lost interest. I just couldn't believe that Klingons would have time crystals and not have just gone back in time and slaughtered everyone that they hated. Yeah, yeah. If that's what they discovered. Sense. That's what they would do. Yeah, exactly. Oh, of course, they wouldn't be the protectors of the universe. If you wanted time crystals, at least give it to the Telosians. Mm. Yes, awesome. it was quite cool to see them. That was quite yeah. cool when we saw the Telosians and. Uh, yeah uh vena and you saw pike when pike saw the vision of him in the wheelchair that was quite mm-hmm. good that was quite mm-hmm. interesting um but those interesting and good bits were 
too far and you know few and far between for my liking yeah. by by a long way but once again that's a that's a pike thing it's not a discovery yeah. it's yeah yeah and as you said but the thing is as well with pike because we've only had him in uh the cage and obviously the menagerie but uh th- there's enough open th- there's enough open space to have an interpretation on pike without like really mm. pissing people off yeah because there think, was there were years of missions there that we know nothing about yeah exactly yeah. and i yeah. think they done it brilliantly yeah and though the whole tying up at the end of discovery of okay we're just not going to discuss discovery because it's a secret is bullshit really and very very lazy very yes. lazy yeah. yeah yeah but anyway anyway the reason why we've discovery. got mark on tonight is because we want to discuss the second episode of picard oh uh, so I'm I'm well and Picard in, in general anticipation obviously. to see Sh- should we what? should we catch up on Picard in general with Mark first yeah and then what, do episode two yeah what was your uh, reaction thoughts uh, on episode one Mark okay so I watched that on the Friday evening when my daughter get here my kids come here um so they come up to london two weekends in a row and then they have a weekend with their mum, and then they come up mm-hmm. with me so um she came up on the friday and she'd watched discovery has seen some star trek hasn't seen everything that we have um so i watched it with her first time i saw it i thought yeah that was all right it didn't blow me away um i watched it again on the saturday morning enjoyed it more and mm, you know it's 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 intriguing um where they're going i mean i think i can see already what they're going to try and pull off at the end of of the series um and i'll predict that if you want i'm sure you yes, probably think absolutely. the same thing yeah yeah they're going to bring data back of they're course. going to be able they're going to be able to resurrect data from that they're going to find bruce maddox hopefully mm-hmm. they do find bruce maddox because i'd really like to see that actor again mm-hmm. um yeah. don't remember his name but i liked him in the episode um they're going to be able to somehow get these neurons from is it soji is the sister it is Soji, isn't it? I don't know the sister's name. I've I, not I'm taken sure it's right. sure Soji. Soji. Yeah, they'll get the new one from then, from from her. They'll put it into B4's body, which we saw at the beginning, and they'll bring yeah. Data back, which will be a good way to bring Data back so we can have Brent Spiner back in season two. That's mm-hmm. a very loose prediction from me. It could I be agree. wrong, but it seems like a fairly obvious thing to do. And it'll be a slightly fatter than he is in the draw. Yeah. <laughs> he's put on a little bit of weight because he's been lying down yeah. for years all yeah. the sort of muscles have spread <laughs> yeah the only thing with that is they had already explained that um uh basically because b4 was such a primitive uh, prototype of data he just mm. couldn't be resurrected that way but you mm. reckon by integrating uh soji's like neural pathways yeah. and whatnot they'll be yeah. able to boost him up and bruce maddox because if he has been creating these new mm. uh organic synths i suppose you want to yeah. call them if so yeah. is you know is organic humanoid that he's smart enough to be able to rewire the the guts inside b4 because obviously he, well i'm assuming he never actually got to encounter b4 or work on him so that's just data's memories didn't work on that so he never got to fix b4 it's just mm. his his brain was inferior therefore data's uh, consciousness couldn't work inside of him, but he'll he'll find a way to correct it. Is my no, prediction? He'll find I, a way to bring data back. I think. Uh, I think he like gained respect for data as well. 
in in the time that we actually saw him. Yeah, well, we, I mean, they, they do say in this episode that they were friends of a sort, and in Data's yeah. day, you know, they, they, you find out they were keeping in touch because Data had sent him yeah. uh, a record of his day, and that's from that episode, Data's Day. So you'd yeah. assume that they were yeah. in touch over the years, um, mm-hmm. and he was still, you know, he says at the end of The Measure of Man, he finds some of what he was proposing interesting, so he obviously decided to, to keep in touch with uh, with Bruce Maddox over the, over the years, and they were friends of a, of a, of a sort. Yeah. But also, he obviously cares about data if he uh, decided to model uh, Daj and Soji just after one of Data's paintings. Mm. So you wouldn't do that if you didn't mm. give a fuck about the guy. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But the, uh, it's I'm because I'm sure he would have had quite a bit of time to have worked on B4, though, because Nemesis happened a good, what, nine years before 09 was meant to have happened? Uh, so probably uh, probably probably yeah. around there yeah. so it'll be interesting to like see uh like what exactly has gone on mm. but and what did uh so and what did you think of the like uh, obviously like bringing the romulans in as a bigger thing what did you think of going like uh like changing the look of the romulans from the stereotypical tng onwards romulans to a more vulcan romulan um tos i'm kind of fine with that i'm happy with it because i think sometimes the look of the tng romulans with those huge silver shoulder pads were a little bit naff Um, for some reason weird like bony unibrow as well the sort of forehead ridges they got Mm -hmm. you you, actually i did notice in the second episode you did see a few romulans who kind of had that but some who didn't so i don't know if it it could be you know just as on earth we have different races maybe on romulus they do as well and some have the the ridges Mm -hmm. maybe they're a more warrior cast and then we have the people like narek is it narek Mm -hmm. yeah it is narek who looks more vulcan yeah um you know, except more human-coloured skin. They didn't have quite the sort of pale complexion that a Vulcan had. Mm. They looked like a human, but with pointy ears. Um, but on the whole, no, I'm totally fine with that. I don't mind them just brushing over those, um, you know, the, the TNG Romulans and saying, yeah, they're just like Vulcans. Although yeah. if you do if you do look carefully, I, I watched the episode again literally just before um, we started recording, and one or two in the background I did see had the forehead ridges. Oh, okay, oh, cool. Yeah. No, I didn't I notice that. Rewatch that for a second time. No, I thought it fitted in uh, really well, considering like in TOS, they had always uh, portrayed the um, like well, uh, the the close link between Romulans mm. and uh, Vulcans. So mm. it, it it was a welcomed return for me. Um, I, I'm curious whether there'll be any Vulcans in this series and how they'll distinguish you know for newer fans or whatever like who's who well i'm assuming the commodore we have in the second episode was vulcan mm-hmm. um yes. interesting they had a commodore yeah. back a commodore was a rank we hadn't seen since the original series they sort of they either didn't exist or we just never saw them it seemed to go from captain to admiral rather than captain commodore admiral i'm assuming yeah. she was vulcan because they were talking about romulan spies on earth um mm-hmm. So obviously the Romulans are still distrusted, I would guess. Yeah. But obviously she's not quite who she seems. I'm assuming they're Section 31. Obviously, we'll jump into the end of this episode already, but that's, that's, unlike, right. yeah, that's unlike, unlike Trek, mate, to you know, divulge and go all over the place. No, that's um, not. <laughs> obviously that young lieutenant was a Romulan because she was now ex-older yeah. sister. 
So I'm assuming that they are Section 31 and that Commodore is a bit dodgy, as many admirals and oh, their yeah. senior ranks often are. Yeah. yeah, well, that's the thing. I know uh, some people, um, like, I, I know someone who's uh, always like, uh, before they start the series of, I hope they don't start the tropes of um, like Starfleet's darker now and everything. But it's like Starfleet, especially admirals, have always had. They've always uh, been a bit dodgy. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You can never one hundred percent trust an admiral in this episode. In the second episode. Yeah. No, definitely. And um, so, what was uh, your initial reactions to the uh, this second episode, then, guys? first time i watched it so that was again friday with my daughter i was a bit eh not much happened in that episode mm. um but i have watched it now three times so i watched it again i think on saturday <laughs> evening and watched it just before we started recording and it's sort of grown on me i think it's this is a bit of a there's quite a lot going on there's a lot of threads going on this episode and they're laying yes. the, they're laying the plot lines of, of what's to come. they're laying the plot lines of what's to come so it merits a few watches just to pick up on everything that's going on mm-hmm, um yeah. but it's definitely intriguing you know i like Romulans, i like borg i think the whole idea of having the synths and them destroying mars and what's going on what took control of the synths was mm-hmm. it you know the synths destroyed the fleet that was going to rescue the Romulans. so yes who yeah. was it who mm-hmm. took control of the synths yeah. or presumably took control that's of the question. synths was it this I can't remember what they call it. It's the the Najvaj, something like that. You know, the secret secret part of the Tashi But then why would they do that if they were going to destroy Romulans? Is it one of the... So the Admiral says to Picard there were 14 races who wanted to cut the Romulans loose. Is it one of those? Is it a coalition of those? Is it something completely different? I don't know. It's quite intriguing to to know why. Because it was very much against federation policy you know we found out in the first episode when picard has the interview you know he said these were so they were romulan lives no they were lives it was very much in the federation's Mm -hmm. um psyche to be able to just offer help you know and go and rescue this so what's going on there why 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 did someone do this it's probably a dodgy admiral Mm -hmm. yeah more than likely but also but the thing is as well obviously they're laying it on thick with uh this with the dajvaj or whatever they're called <laughs> um like for some reason they're a secret organization that hates synthetic life which is very specific mm. for a secret organization mm. um but uh, so i i assume but they say that they cross all like species so there's like members of like whether it's romulan klingon gorn human so so obviously this branch even though it fucks over the romulans also done their job that they wanted by getting synthetic life outlawed within the federation um i don't know if there's going to be I'm just not sure because I initially I just assumed that the reason why they destroyed uh, Utopia Planitia was literally just to stop the Romulans. But now it's like, okay, there's two reasons why it would be. So uh, I'm not sure quite who to predict would have been responsible. No, it's um, that was an interesting one. It's going to be a tough one to call. Maybe Section 31 again. We'll blame them. We'll blame them. Yeah, time will tell. 
but uh, but is se- because of discovery relying so much on section 31 and kind of really make discovery fucks me off with dis- uh, section 31 in the sense I have of always loved section 31 until discovery yeah, <laughs> yeah I, thought, because... I thought they were interesting you know when yeah. julian bashir was when they tried yeah. to draft him in i thought that was quite a that was quite a nice way of in- introducing it and we had yeah. um I can't remember what the character was called but william sadler played him yes um he was a great character you know we saw him in Definitely. not a load of episodes but a number of them but when they have julian i think it's in a holodeck isn't it they have him in this simulation mm-hmm. um fantastic episode so that was you know that was interesting but discovery did sort of piss all over it a bit I as it did with it, a lot yeah. of things yeah but well even enterprises uh foray into it with hey guys, malcolm I'm reed section 31 look at my badge yes we're all section 31 <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Wayne. Go on. That's it. No, no, that is literally what Discovery done. It is yeah. just made it so that Section Thirty One was like this branch of Starfleet that everyone knew about. Yeah, and that was fucking ridiculous. That makes sense. Yeah. So, but considering Discovery's love for Section Thirty One at the moment, it wouldn't surprise me if we see it crop its head at some point in Picard. Though I, I really we hope we don't. Just, just hope they do it better. That's all. Mm. I hope we don't. I really don't want to see Section 31 at all uh, in this. I just want to have... A, after Discovery, it's left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. I don't want to go near it. Mm. Mm. Well, I just get the feeling that this Vulcan Commodore is Section 31. Mm. Yeah. Maybe she's just dodgy and not just part of Section 31 at all. I mean, she certainly seemed to have the the trust of the Admiral, who Picard yeah. going to see, you know, so... Maybe mm-hmm. she, maybe she's in Section Thirty One. She's just dodgy and good at covering it up. Can I yeah. just ask you two, uh, like a lame question, like it's a, it's like a social media internet type question. Mm-hmm. Like we've covered it with Discovery. I'm just, just wondering if you two care. I'm sure you two won't, as, as I don't really. But do you care about the fact that with uh, Picard, we got our first two f bombs? No. Well, we had them in Discovery. And yeah, I know in... we did in Discovery. Do I care? No, yeah. no, I think it's... Um... I know you wouldn't, but I just thought I'd ask. No, I think it's um, one of the reasons. So, the show I loved, I don't know if you guys have discussed it. You probably have the Orville. Yeah. Um, yes, we have. Orville, yeah. I love the Orville. Yeah. And um, I bought the DVD box set just before Christmas. And um, so Amanda, my wife, had seen one or two episodes on dodgy copies I downloaded. Mm-hmm. But um, I bought the box set and we binged it over Christmas. And she absolutely loved it as well. One of the reasons I loved it is because it was very Star Trekky, And you can tell that Seth has a um, a real love of Trek. You could see it in throughout that entire series. But it wasn't afraid to be funny, but it it was yes. it had some very serious and very Star Trek storylines. Yeah. But people in the future weren't afraid to piss about and play practical jokes on each other and yeah. have a good yeah. time. You know, in Star Trek, they're all so very serious and they sat around listening to classical music, whereas in the Orville, you know, they're listening to rock music and they're doing yep. the Mr. Potato Head on Isaac and <laughs> things like that, you know, which, yeah. which was really good. And I think in the future, people will still swear. People will still get drunk. They'll still have a good time. They'll still make... Yeah, there's a time and know, a place for it, isn't ...make there? bad decisions and sleep with the wrong people, you know. Yeah. Let's not pretend that everyone in the, in the future is this perfect, boring human being. You know, the, yeah. the world of the future in Star Trek, is, at least on Earth, is a hell of a lot better than we have now. But they're still human beings who will swear and get drunk and have arguments. And no, absolutely fine with that. It doesn't it bother worked, me one little bit. I think it worked well with the character that they used it on as well, where like me and my wife were just both at the same time like, what a bitch. Yeah. 
as soon as he came out with that stuff. It was used yeah. in context and used in the correct context. They didn't just throw it in for shock value yeah. or for the sake of it. So no, doesn't bother me one little yeah. bit. No, but also there was just one sneaky fuck that um that that passed me by the first watch, but on the second watch I was like, oh, I didn't even realise just because it's normal language. For you. Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> his Romulan mate, as they were scanning the room, I oh, think yeah, it was. Yeah, I forgot. Sneaky yeah. fuckers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> sneaky fuckers. Yeah. I love that she's Irish. This question. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's weird, isn't well, it? Well, the the actress is Irish. It's all a Brady. Um, yeah. And I was just reading on Memory Alpha earlier. They were going to say sneaky bastards or something, but then her being Irish said, oh, can we change it to sne- sneaky feckers or whatever he said? And, and the producer yeah. or writer or whatever it was said, yeah, okay, why not? Chuck it in. Yeah, yeah. No, that's and that one just totally passed me by the first time. Mm. But, let me ask you, you two, like, we're only two episodes in. I was just asking about that episode. But will you be happy if Picard, Patrick Stewart, actually uh, throws down a few F-bombs? In, in, the, in the right context. Yeah. To be honest, I think that would be the best. The best yeah. person, really, to do it, if it's right. I mean, I've, I've, I've read Star Trek novels where Picard swore in context. Oh, I haven't. Yeah. So, not, cool. I don't think he ever dropped the F-bomb, but I do remember him saying the word bastard and things like that in, in the right context. About something, yeah. 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 Why not? Yeah. Q turns up and he's like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> not you again. Just Fuck off, you! Not talking to you right now. Oh. That's an interesting point. Will they bring Q back? I hope so. I'm oh, really... you've not heard Wayne's. Uh, like, you share it with him, Wayne. If Mark's not heard it, yeah, Mark well. probably hasn't. Like, because he only listens to episodes where Paul comes back. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, my whole thing was I. The only way that I want to see Q, and the way that I want the series to end is obviously, now we know we're getting a couple of series, but at some point, because they're going to have to round up Picard, and I'm sure, I want them to round up Picard with Picard dying in some way. I want them to finish his story, but I want them to have it, so however he sacrifices himself, obviously he's going to be doing the greater good, but then just after however it happens, he dies, we just go to a shot of just a white uh, white background. Tapestry. Like and tapestry. Then just yeah. have Q. Welcome to the afterlife, Jean-Luc. You're yeah. dead. <laughs> That's it. No, just but just have him meeting him with like, well, Jean-Luc, we've come to a decision. You humans aren't so bad after all. Yeah. And, and Wayne just... also. And then Picard I, just looks at goes, oh, Yeah. I don't know if you've shared it on the pod, Wayne, uh, hmm. but tell Mark the other story if, if, you're, if you want to. And what related to that? Yeah, the yeah, John Carrick type related story. Yeah, well, funnily enough, a gentleman that we've had at um, all of our conventions, uh, mm. John Carrigan, um, he's... He starred uh, in the fan films. Or yeah, with Tim in, mm. like, Renegades and yeah, yeah, yeah. other things. And he's, yeah, he's worked with Tim Russ. And he's um, also friends with uh, a couple of the people that worked... Uh, that do work on Star Trek Picard. And he's, uh, when we had him on the show, I, I told him that idea, and I was like, no, I think it'd be a great ending. And he's like, yeah, no, I totally agree. And he's like, write it down, get it to me, and I'm going over to see them like in a month's time. I'll pass mm. along the message. 
Mm. Like them, though, yeah. he's gone because I think it's a good enough idea that it should at least be heard. I was like, that's all I fucking want. Mm. I just like, I don't want no credit. I just love yeah. to see that scene. Mm. I think in the early nineties they would do it. They would be like, oh yeah, we'll use this, and you might even get paid some money. But these days they'll just be like, oh no, a fan suggested it. We're not going to do that now. Mm. We might have done, but we're not now. <laughs> No, CBS don't fucking give a fuck about fans these days, mate. No. Uh, no. Don't give a shit about fans. But I'd fans. love to think that that's how they would do it, too. I think that's a great idea. I, that's the thing. It's, it's the only way that I want to see Picard end, is just see him yeah. with Q. Being like, you can rest now, Mon Capitan. Mm. Yeah. And then being like, oh, shit, he was a god. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, that age-old argument, Mark. So what do we... Yeah. What are we what do we think about the ball coming back? In, the in some fashion. I love, seeing, I, I love seeing everything we saw in that episode too. Very cool. I yeah, think... seeing them take the ball apart and inside the mm-hmm. cube. And yeah, I, I did quite enjoy that. As you know, I, as everyone knows, or those who remember from back in the day, um, I was always a big fan of the Borg. Um, Voyager did ruin them a little bit. Um, yeah. But I've having been thinking that, that and, and that episode sort of like redeemed it, I think, a bit. Yeah, the Borg. Yeah, they did ruin the Borg a little, but they sort of redeemed it here. Um, but what are the Romulans up to? You know, it said they distrusted artificial technology. They're harvesting it. Are they harvesting the technology so they can survive? We don't find out where the Romulans are living. They didn't say that, did they? So most of Romulus was destroyed. And so I guess the people are scattered throughout the galaxy and they're living wherever they can, I no, guess, like refugees. What, what did they say? Me. I don't think they did. What confused me, though, is... In this episode, they show the Borg cube as like it's being studied and took apart. But in the mm. first episode, the subtitle for it was Romulan Reclamation Center. Mm. Yes, a reclamation site. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, so they're. Re- it, it, I mean, you've got to remember how big they are. That there's a lot of them on there, I presume. Mm. Yeah. Most but... of the people on that cube are, uh, are Romulan, I would presume. No, it didn't seem that way in the second episode. With no, there were the a lot of, yeah, there was a lot of human workers there because that new doctor shows up because Soji helps her with her uniform and you know mm. she's a well she looks human. I don't know if she's human. She's yeah. certainly not uh, certainly not Romulan. Um, you know, and she shows up. So but, the Romulans drafted these people in from the Federation to help them study and reclaim mm. this technology from the Borg. It's a little bit, or is it a little like, bit mysterious? Or almost is it like a like federationy type deal, like where the Romulans have claimed ownership of the cube, but they're willing to share, maybe like the science of it, like the taking a part of it, because um, Borg Tech, the Romulans were using Borg Tech by the time of Star Trek 09. Because that was like one of the explanation why um, Shinzon's it, was it Shinzon in 09? No, it was uh, um, no. Uh, uh, what was it? Nero. Nero. Yeah. Nero. Yeah. Uh, Nero's ship when they go back, why it looked so like funky was that Romulans at that point were actually using Borg technology. Mm. That was one of the explanations that <clears> the, <throat> like the canon um, comics used for explaining that ship. Mm. So it didn't surprise me that they're using the tech. I thought it was interesting that literally that it was like the, I thought it was fun. The intro that they give the, um, like new recruits, 
uh, like before going in of like just don't go near anything because it, it like if mm. you see shit happen it's live mm. and run <laughs> and I thought I saw it had the sign that you know this it has been five thousand eight hundred and whatever days since the last assimilation you know yeah um, which is a reasonable amount of time so they've obviously done quite well with that but obviously they're on this cube and they think most things are dead but something could just sort of come to life and um you know attack someone but then she does say the Romulans do like a little bit of drama you know yes yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. but I wonder whether we are going to see full on Borg come back or whether this would just be a question of like uh, the uh, like researching the tech well we're obviously going to see Hugh we know he comes back and um, towards the end of this and seven of course that's right um, yeah. but towards the end of the episode the lieutenant when she talks to Narek says something about have you got the machine to reveal something as the abomination given you anything and i'm assuming the abomination she's speaking of is hugh um mm. so obviously they're trying to get some information out of him or they he's there on 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 that cube um and is probably more human than borg um at least able to function like an individual yeah, um, to some degree sure. so i'm assuming the abomination she was speaking of was hugh so i'm expecting to see well i actually know he's yes. in the next episode because i saw on twitter i think it was trek call had um shown some about 15 or 16 screenshots from the next episode and hugh is in there um so yeah could... yeah, it'll be interesting to see what Definitely. happens there and, and where where seven comes into it because they say that this uh cube is cut off from the collective yes, and isolated right. so w- would it be the same uh, like borg from the end of tng um that hugh was with then because they Could didn't be. have their own cube did they uh he went back to a cube but then by the so the cube he went back on became the borg ship uh which that got disabled which law because hugh had spread that virus back to that cube mm-hmm. and i think the borg collective cut them off because they knew something was wrong on it yeah. and i think their ship wasn't functioning then they had this other it wasn't a cube it was this weird funky looking ship wasn't it mm-hmm. yeah uh, but then maybe some of them escaped and hugh got onto another cube i don't know we'll we'll find out uh yeah. no doubt but i'm assuming that but after endgame was just not the borg totally done and dusted by then i, I don't think they were i think they were just so it has been a while since i watched endgame um but the, a lot i think of they just they just they, they flew through the transwarp conduit and then blew it up mm. um they fired a fo- photon torpedo back and destroyed that particular transwarp conduit so the borg would have been trapped in the delta quadrant but i thought they were still there uh, okay they were just not able to get to the alpha quadrant so easily because that particular transwarp conduit had been collapsed so their sort of shortcut to the alpha quadrant had been cut off uh, okay. I don't think they were completely destroyed, but I can't say for sure because it's a long time since I've seen Endgame. See, it's been a long time since I've watched the end of Voyager. Mm. So yeah, no, you're probably you're. I'll trust your memory on it more than Definitely. mine. <laughs> yeah, no, fucking. If history dictates anything, <laughs> it's trust Mark's memories of it. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, so, um, what do you think? Uh, Touching on like the Romulans, what do you think of the characters that Picard has taken in, the ex Tau Shiar? Uh, interesting that he's got two housekeepers, servants, mm-hmm. friends, companions. I'm not quite sure mm-hmm. what their relationship with him is. Um, Swingers. <laughs> I, um, 
I quite like them. I mean, they haven't. I like had an the awful relationship. Yeah. They haven't had an awful lot to do, but they do seem to have a a nice relationship with Picard. Mm. He seems to genuinely trust them. Um, strange that they are Tal Shiar because I don't think that was said in the first episode, was it? We just no. thought they were just normal, just Romulan people who he befriended and you know taken into his home. Interesting that they were Tal Shiar. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder what the backstory is there, and if we'll find that out. I'm not sure if did or maybe it, the but, comics will fill it in. I don't. I think no. I think I've heard that the comic they are characters from the Countdown to Picard comics. Mm. So there's tie-ins there. I'm just trying to think. I th- I haven't watched any of the short treks, but I think the only Picard short trek that they I've heard about is something about the Mars Utopia Planitia one. The Children of Mars, I think it was called. Yeah. Well, I mean, I haven't bothered to look for the um, the short treks online illegally, but I don't know where they're going to show up because obviously we don't get CBS. Are they going to be on Netflix, which was Discovery? But since a lot of them lead into Picard, are they going to be on Amazon Prime? I don't know if we'll ever actually see them in any legal form because I think, where is Discovery going to be? Do we know? Is that going to be back on Netflix? Is Netflix, it going to be on yeah. Am- it is going to be Netflix. back on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I haven't read that. A short so, track is as well, but it just always takes a lot more time. They Last time they dumped them like the day before Discovery That's Season right. 2. That's right, they did okay. uh, about a year or so ago or a little more. But I watched them um, early on <clears> all sorts of things and they were never as never looked as good as they should. But uh, but it, with short treks, I really don't understand why they use them as a promotional tool and just whack them up for free on YouTube. Yeah. Well, apparently they, they, they made the first, for a limited period, they were going to make the first episode of Picard available free. I mm-hmm. think on YouTube because obviously they want to get subscribers. I that too, yeah. Um, obviously in the US they want to get people to subscribe to CBS All Access, mm-hmm. and presumably they'd want to get people to sign up to to Amazon. I mean, I was an I've been an Amazon Prime subscriber for a few years anyway, so I get the video mm-hmm. anyway. So I didn't subscribe because of that. But some people might decide to sign up for a month or so um, yeah. and then just binge watch all of Picard and then ditch it. You know, it just depends how much you buy from Amazon. I'd probably buy far too much stuff from Amazon so me paying eight quid a month for a prime membership is is worth it yeah um, but yeah you are i mean it's a good promotional tool you know they're only 10 minutes long the episodes gets people interested you know why not give them away for free you know give them a little teaser yeah. but the thing is they would still make money on the advertising revenue exactly yes from it yeah. as yeah. well and then it points people towards cbs access or wherever it's getting shown in that country yeah cbs don't make very good decisions sometimes no <laughs> uh, cbs make good decisions very rarely mm. yeah so and it's more normally not to do with cbs and more to actually do with like like it going well in spite of cbs yeah it's the whole throwing shit at the wall thing, isn't it? It's just luck a lot of the time mm. with them. Just throw yeah. enough out there and something will eventually stick. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then when it does, like when they finally realise that the movies actually work well with Simon Pegg, it's like, no, we won't do fuck all with it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Simon Pegg does okay, but then he's following on from a shit film, so of course it's going to have shit fucking revenue. Mm-hmm come into it but still. And of course that's all up in the air isn't it so the, yeah. they've, they've talked about we're going off topic but that's 
not unusual. No, you yeah, know, the, the whole right. Quentin Tarantino thing, will he, won't he, will there be a film, won't there be a film? It seems to be, yeah. you know, yes, it's going to happen. No, it's not. I think the latest is it's not. But then they've mm-hmm. been talking about that for, what, about three years now? And it's been just rumoured. Mm-hmm, and least. then Star Trek Four, which was going to have, obviously, Chris Pine and Chris Hemsworth in, they're both big stars now. And they obviously couldn't give them enough money. Um, they were a lot bigger stars than to. they were back in 2000. I didn't want to. Yeah. Um, they're both a lot bigger stars than they were back in 2009. I mean, especially Chris Hemsworth, you know, to get him to yeah. come back, it would cost probably more than the production budget of the film, um, rightly or wrongly. Um so yeah, we obviously don't know what's going to happen with that. I don't think, I don't think they're going to have the money to get Chris Pine back. I mean, some of the others, yes, Carl Urban, you know, Sam Pegg, they're not quite as big. Um, so yeah, I've got no idea what the future of the movies is. I don't think anyone does. I haven't no. seen anything in the news for some time. No, no, I can't see anything happening in the near future at all with the movies mm. whatsoever. But uh, I, uh, we're getting new we're getting new stuff on TV, which is where Star much Trek better was yeah. always really belonged anyway. I mean, I liked yeah. most of the movies; they were fine, yeah. um, but they never quite worked as well as the TV series. That's where Star Trek. I, t- I, I tell you what, I do like what we've not really said is like all three of us have actually moaned on this podcast and in public about Nemesis, and it's like it finally feels like this series is kind of making something of that. Of everything that was anything that you yeah, don't like. It's got Womulans in it and it's got data no, in it. But, sort of, yeah. yeah, I know but what you mean. It's a follow on from it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is sort of, it does, and I know you said in the last episode, it sort of does make Data's death a little better and just say, well, yeah. oh, well, he's okay. We just download him into B4 and Data's back. And that's like, no, you can't do that. You can't kill him off and then just, you know, let him have this massive sacrifice and then just say oh we've just plugged him into you know into this usb port and he's fine yeah. which was which just cheapened the whole sacrifice so yes it it is sort of taking that ending and going well actually things turned out a little differently than you thought and if they do finally manage to bring data back which i'm fairly sure they will do um then yeah it'll undo everything that nemesis did so maybe we can go back and watch nemesis and not hate it quite so much yeah, yeah. because the whole thing was they had spent like seven years of drumming into us that data was special data was sentient and then it's like oh no this fucking he can just whack in a usb stick and it'll be on this new body so Mm. it's great means nothing yeah Yeah, exactly would you like some more toast That's it, exactly. Uh, the talky toaster of yeah. Yeah. You're a waffle man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear. but no, I think uh, also I uh, in uh, going back to the Jardvash, I think that's what it's called. Jardvash, yeah. Let me just have a look. I've Jardvash. Got uh, what? Jat- just... It's Jatvash. Jatvash. Jatvash, yeah. Yeah. To like get them tying in with um, the guy who's uh, banging the um, android. Yeah, Narek. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. Narek. But it was interesting. They said they were. Um, I think they said they'd been around for thousands of years, and they were one of the 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 secret organization that wore the Tal Shiar like a mask. Mm-hmm. You know, sort of putting them in front, hiding who they really were, and where does this tr- distrust of artificial life? etc come from mm-hmm. it was this something which happened a long time ago on romulus um 
you know, to cause this. I did see something on Twitter today, actually, which uh, when she said, you know, there aren't there is no artificial intelligence. There's no cyberneticists, any of any of that. There's actually an episode where Sela talks to Data in TNG and she says, mm-hmm. I know lots of Romulan cyberneticists who'd love to be sat here next to you. So they did have them, according to TNG. Whatever. Whatever. Nitpickers, you know what you know what Trekkies are like. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's it. You, you can't sweep nothing under the carpet. Yeah. I'm sure Larry Nemechek fucking noticed straight away. Yeah, I'm oh, sure he yeah. did. That's it. Um <laughs> So going forward, uh, and they introduce a new character that we've never met, the cards. Uh, well, saying that, two two things. There was he got together with an old buddy from the Stargazer, who, oh, yes, funnily yeah. enough, ah, yeah. because he's got like a bit of a strange face. I think that's the person that in the trailer I was like, is that the Traveller? No. Oh, okay. No, no. Are you sure it's not that guy? No, no, no. no. That, I think he's that, a doctor from the Stargazer. No, because yeah. you, no, no. I'm saying I know he's not the traveler, but I'm mm. just saying in the trailer there was a sequence where I was like, "Is he talking to the traveler?" And oh, I, I think, like, no. Yeah. It turned out it was oh, his it was old this mate. There's a nice little callback there where he talks about the um, his parietal lobe. That's the callback to all good things where it said, "You know, I was told a long time ago that this could cause a problem, and this is about 25 years." Sheets. All Good Things was 25 years after the end of TNG. This is about 25 years after the end of Nemesis. But anyway, mm-hmm. it's in the future and, you know, he's mm-hmm. got something in his, you know, he hasn't developed aeromotic syndrome or something, but he does have this thing in his head which could potentially cause him a problem. So I thought that was a nice little callback where the doctor was saying, you know, you're not you're not fit for space travel. No. Yeah. I, I thought that was brilliant because obviously uh, All Good Things had uh, left it that, like, well, saying it, it was still in the time jumpy bit but when crusher like analyzed the present day version of him he's like yeah it's there so it's nice that he's yeah he's still got that Mm. yeah and i wonder whether we will see any sort of progress over the series of this like health deterioration Mm. Mm. it was nice as well we did get the um the reference where we said you know will you get uh you know riker wolf LaForge involved and he's like you know yes I would but you know they do it in a heartbeat and that's why I can't do it but obviously we know he goes to see Riker um, yeah he's already put the call out on the uh, communicator so that's going to be Riker I presume is the only person who responds. No I, th- I think the call out was to this woman he goes to see at the end of this episode we comes in with a <laughs> bottle of wine I think that's he said you know he says it was going to have to be someone who hates you and has nothing to lose and I'm assuming that's her okay but obviously, yeah. we know we see Riker and Troy quite what their uh, role is going to be remains to be seen. But what do you what do you guys think? Do you think we'll see any other TNG characters in this? I, I think the, the fact that they said those names means you're gonna. And I said to Wayne and and Paul last week, I hope we see more than um, Riker and Troy. But they don't spoil it on the internet. But we mm. just see it firsthand on on the mm. program. You know when we're mm watching it so i hope it's at least those two names especially Worf, given that uh michael dawn's been so sort of moany and groany about oh, it oh he's been desperate for a captain wolf series for exactly like, and then like he's 10, like 15 years oh i'm not coming back on picard not unless i get my whole series for myself and it's like yeah you fucking are no one you wants know you are no one, <laughs> wants, no one wants a captain wolf series i think he's the only one who wants it <laughs> but uh but yeah, I think all those names will come back. Hopefully, 
hopefully more mm. really i'd mm. like to see both brushes back as well <clears throat> i'm not so sure um i mean it'd be great to see troy and Riker. i don't think they're going to have a massive role um no no I it'd be nice to maybe maybe, episode, maybe yeah. leave some others for for season two it would be nice to see geordie at least a little bit maybe even wolf um to see wesley crusher would be cool but i i think they might leave it for season two actually who knows you, i Could think be it would be smart to leave some of them for season mm. two. yeah do you think we'll ever find out what happened with crusher and Picard, whether they did go on to have a relationship. I, I think it, mm. even if she's not in it, that, that, that they'll say some stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that might be quite interesting. Yeah. Speaking of Crusher, well, Will Wheaton, have you watched the, uh, I think it's called The Ready Room, the after Wayne, show? Wayne oh, I haven't, the first one. I haven't watched, watched TV It's yet. freely available on Star Trek.com and I think YouTube, isn't it, and a few other places, but I just haven't got around to watching it. I, I probably will because I do like Will Wheaton. Yeah. Um, is I've, watched, I've watched the first one. Yeah. Um. So fan. I haven't watched uh, one for episode two because I watched it on the Star Trek Next Generation Facebook page. Right. And okay. uh, so it's on there as well. Really good because, yeah. uh, like the um, what it uh, like where other shows have like Talking Dead or like the fucking After Trek bollocks they have for one. Discovery. This one is just not trying to be pretentious. It's literally will well, we well, and I, I I wouldn't believe that it would be because he doesn't mm. have to do it, does he? No, He's but doing it because he wants to do it. But Will Wheaton does a brilliant job. He genuinely loves what he's talking about, and he it like, and it comes. It's actually quite informative and quite interesting because on the first episode they had like the lead writer and director mm. after the episode, and they kind of clarified some stuff as well because it's like uh, after watching the first episode, I kind of got it in my head that. Uh, Utopia Planitia had been blown up because of like they were planning on settling some of the Romulans there. It's like no, they were building the fleet that were going to save the Romulans, and it's yeah. like oh, okay, that explains <clears> it. <throat> yeah, and it no, it definitely helped without giving anything away for future episodes. It may, it managed to be informative, interesting, and very fun. So cool. uh, yeah, I'll, I look I'll forward to it. Yeah, definitely, and you know, but the th- it, Will Wheaton's Will Wheaton is yeah. is brilliant. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so, do you reckon we'll get to see Will come back as? I hope so. Wesley, uh, I'd, me. I'd like to see. Yeah, I'd like to see what he's been up to, because obviously we, we he is a nemesis very briefly as a wedding guest, mm-hmm. but we hadn't seen him since he went off to become a traveller or whatever. In the extra, to... in the extras anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. What's he been doing all this time? Is he still a traveller? Is he, you mm-hmm. know, bouncing around on these different planes of existence? It would be nice yeah, to if just... If they really wanted to, they could have him play mm. a massive role, but I, I don't think that will happen. But mm. they could. A little guest appearance would be cool. Yeah, definitely. But the thing is, if he is a traveller, could it, it, would he be within his powers to like, pretty much solve most of Picard's problems in the blink of an eye? I yeah. imagine they'd have a sort of prime directive, wouldn't you? I don't know. I don't well, know. Well, the travellers aren't quite Q, are they? But no, no, no. no. But he'd, yeah. be able to, he'd certainly be able to see into the future and into the into the past, I reckon. So mm-hmm. um, no. it would be it would be nice to see Will show up, even just as a mm. you know very small 
nice to see anyone show up as a small background, even Wolf. Um, <laughs> it's not Wolf I don't like. I just think Michael Dawn's a bit of an ass. Um, um, you know, I think yeah, Wolf as a character is great. Probably. It's just Michael Dawn's a bit of a dick. Um, so just He'll based do on it. that, I don't want him to come. He says he won't, but he will. Mm. I'm sure of it. Oh, at the drop of a hat. Mm. Yeah. And but the, uh, also, I personally, I would like to see a few more uh, cameos from non-TNG as well. Because saying that yeah. we're we're on. Uh, there's we're a on... lot of people like sort of begging for Janeway at the last Admiral week. Janeway. Yeah. 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 I'm oh, not she... sure if that will happen because she already did it, didn't she? And that was also an extra, wasn't it? No, no she wasn't. Was interaction? interaction? It was in the film. Wait, or was no? You're right. It was Nemesis. Was it Nemesis or Interaction? It was Nemesis. Very brief scene where she talks to him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but no. The, yeah, Janeway could easily be done. Also, um, O'Brien retired to Earth to train at Starfleet Academy. O'Brien yeah. would be great, but both of those two actors have both just like they've gone up and up, haven't they, in their mm. career? Done more and more and become more and more well known for more than just Star Trek. So I think if yeah, but, Eva was going to be involved, they'd want to have more than just a cameo, I I would think. But I would think so. I don't think Mulgrew would like be demanding the Earth though, because she does genuinely no, no. love Trek. Yeah, but I think, yeah, she'd just be saying, like, if I'm going to do it, let, let's do something that means something, mm. not just me on a on a laptop. Well, that's it. She could be coming in to kick ass, uh, like with all of the dodgy admirals, like, yeah. like sort them out. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, definitely. But well, we're getting seven, so it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I look forward to that. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see when she shows up, because we're getting ten episodes, aren't we? So mm-hmm. we've yeah. got the third one coming this week. So. We're near enough a third of the way through it, so they've really got a, they've laid some very interesting groundwork. Uh, there's a lot of threads going on there, and they're gonna, yes, they're gonna have to pull this off quite well in order to make sure that they can, you know, tie this all up and make all, you know, explain as many of those threads as they possibly can. Otherwise, it'll end up like the mess that Discovery was, and no one wants that. No, it started out well. This episode, like I said, first time I saw it was a bit like. Oh, there was a lot to take in, but you more than watch it, you can pick things up and you're like, okay, this is a scene setting thing. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of threads. This is going to set things up, and hopefully, yeah. in the subsequent episodes, they'll, you know, pick on a couple of those threads, answer them, answer the next couple in the episodes after that, and it'll, you know, come together into a, into a decent finale. But the thing is, what I'm enjoying about Picard is it's doing what uh, Discovery never fucking does, and actually just take time. I agree to totally. Explore mm. the story without there having to be the imminent threat and action. There's... That's one thing you can say about this episode. It was it was a much actually maybe maybe it's we're used to things like Discovery where it's just all balls to the wall action all the time and lens yeah. flares. When you get an episode like this, which is slower paced, which is taking its time to explain the story, which is what Star Trek does. So maybe with all what we've had recently, you see this and go, oh, that was a bit slow. It's not. It's actually Star Trek. It's actually Bob and Star Trek. So I've it's interesting that you made that point. And hope that by the time we get to like episode seven onwards, we're just going to be like, oh my God. Yeah. You know, because we've already learned all this stuff. But by the time we get there, it's going to mean so much more. Yeah. 
Exactly. And the thing is, without the slower episodes, you, obviously we already care about Picard, but without oh. the slower episodes, you don't learn who the new characters are. You mm-hmm. don't give a fuck about them. Yeah. It, gives you, it gives you time to for them to settle in your psyche and yeah. know a little bit about what they're about mm. as well, without just expecting you to suddenly care about people. Yeah, without... that, was the, that was the thing I found with Discovery. I didn't really care about any of them. No, especially no, really. by the end, yeah. I just didn't care. No, well, the thing is, as uh, uh, one of my friends pointed out to us, Mark, literally, we don't even know... I don't even remember all of the crew's names. No, and we didn't find out much about any of them at all. No. You know, the robot lady who got killed. What was her name? Arium or something? Yeah, something She like got that. killed, we found out she, was a, she was a human, and then she had some sort of accident. But we yeah. never found out about any of the bridge crew, who they were, what their background was, nothing. Yeah. So I thought, well, and I'm supposed to care about these people. Yeah. You know, I didn't particularly care about Michael Burnham, and she was supposed to be the main character. And I just didn't like, she I, just annoyed me by the I just end. Didn't, I just didn't like her at all. Yeah. Yeah. That's, they, they, they don't do a very good job. I cared most about Pike. Yeah. And Saru. I like Saru. Yeah, Saru I loved. Yeah. He did grow on me. I didn't like him at first, but he did grow on me. Yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously we cared about Pike because we know what happens to him in the future. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He doesn't have a lot of luck in any timeline, does he? Yeah. <laughs> in the Kelvin timeline, he gets killed off. Mm-hmm. In the fun oh. timeline, he ends up in that wheelchair. He's just one of those people that's just eternally screwed. He's like, yeah. Kenny, he's like Kenny from South Park, as he's yeah. killed in every episode. Oh my god, you killed Pike! You bastard! <laughs> oh dear. So, uh, any, did this one leave you with any uh, other theories or predictions, or just questions at this point? I think just questions at this point. Um, I mean, my main theory, after, like I said, after watching the first episode was, okay, they're going to bring Data back, and this is how they're going to do it. And I'm mm-hmm. cool with that. I'm yeah. cool that they bring Data back because, as you know, I'm still upset about them killing Data off at the end of Nemesis. So if they could finally oh, bring him back after all this time, then oh, I'll true. be happy. But no, just questions about the Nakvash or whatever they're called. Who was it who ordered the destruction of Utopia Planitia, basically screwing the Romulans? Um, mm-hmm. What are they doing with this Borg tech? Uh, how's Hugh involved? Mm-hmm. Just questions. But yeah. but it, but it's an interesting. They're interesting questions. I want to know the answers to them. It's not like they've just thrown stuff in. You go, oh, I don't care about that. You actually, you're genuinely intrigued to see. Okay, agree, what yeah. are you going to do with this? And I just think it was a great choice to um, use Bruce Maddox. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. In the good. story, and I very much hope they bring him back. I really hope I they bring him back. You're not you're not gonna just keep saying that name over and over again yeah. and not bring him back. Mm. Yeah, and it's just it, it, little things like that are nice callbacks that the uh, longtime Trekkies will appreciate mm. greatly. Yeah, and bringing Hugh back, of course, as well. You know, yeah. from that one. Uh, well, yes, he was in Descent, Two. but Descent yeah. was a bit crap. Um, and actually, so my daughter had seen, you know, a bit of Star Trek. Um, obviously she knows who Picard is etc and I told her, I said watch Iborg, I said mm-hmm. this is going to be important for Picard and she yeah. watched it and it was sort of thought she went that was really good, I really enjoyed that episode I was like yeah I told cool. you, it was really good and I'd actually watched it uh, again myself a couple of weeks ago before Picard started and I said yeah watch that because it's going to be important um, 
and I forgot how good an episode that actually how good an episode that actually is. I really, really enjoyed it. I thought, yeah, yeah, that was really good. Yeah. Oh no, it it, it is, and let's be fair. I haven't rewatched it in a long time, so mm. I think I, I'm definitely. Yeah, go back and watch it. You'll you'll really enjoy it. I'm sure. Wow. Absolutely. Yes. Before we let Mark go, mm-hmm. we're doing this Picard review episode by episode. We've got, we've got. Is it Matt next week? We have got Matt next week. And then we've got a JD. And we've got wow. a JD. You've got a scrape we've... in the bottom of the Trekmate barrel, aren't you? You're yes, getting everyone back from the old days. And then we've got a Fez. Um, oh, we've got Fez as well. Excellent. But I was yeah. just going to say, while we've got him on air, let's make Mark come back for yeah, one I'll, come, the... I'll come back for another one, definitely. Cool. Excellent. Yeah, that's it. Pressure so Mark into promising yeah. for later he in the series. It. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I'll come back for it's another on one. record. Yeah. Nice one. That's cool. Love it. Excellent. That's it. Oh yeah, no, we're um, it, like we're going back and inviting all, like, old family members. Uh... Oh, it's, it, it's a great time as a Trek fan and as a Trek mate, host, listener. Yeah, well, it's quite fitting since we're sort of going back to the back to the past with Picard that you sort of bring yeah. out the old the old uh, hosts as well. That's quite a, yeah, a nice awesome. idea. And good that you're getting so many people as well. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm loving it. Exactly. Yeah, no, I'm going to reach out to the Patak boys at oh, some yes. point yeah. soon and see if they'd fancy coming on for an episode. Yeah, I'm sure uh, they'll be up for that. Later yeah. in the day. Because, yeah, no, we've got... It's amazing, though, because now we've like pretty much sorted out all of the first half of Picard. Do we know if they're going to be taking a mid-season break like they often do in America, or...? Not that um, I've heard. Not that I've heard, but then... That, that usually happens when they're a bit longer. Uh, if it's just ten episodes, I don't think they'll bother. They well, the first season of Discovery nothing. happened yeah. around Christmas, didn't it? Mm. Mm-hmm. And did the second series start in January? I think it did, didn't it? But there wasn't oh, a mid-season break. Was that last January? It that? was January. I don't think January. they had a mid-season break. I think the only reason it happened with season one was because it started in September. Then mm. they had a gap in December just because, you know, Christmas, Christmas. always gets in the way. Um, I think with 10 episodes, I, I don't think I don't think we'll have a mid-season break. I think it'll just be... I don't. Ten weeks done. They want to keep it going, <clears throat> keep people subscribing to Amazon mm. Prime and all that. But when is um? Do we know when season three of Discovery is dropping? No, I'm not. I'm not like, waiting for it or anything. Uh, it's not long. I haven't heard a date. I don't think. I think if you go on to Netflix, I'm not sure if it's one of those things where it tells you. Yeah, because I I just assumed it was going to be later in the year, like come October time. Septemberish is usually that autumn is usually a good time for that to. Um, and obviously we don't know when anything about season two of Picard, do we? We just know it's happening, so that's probably going to be yeah. at least a year away. I would have thought. Well, there's also rumours of um, them filming season three of Picard concurrently at the same time to mm. like might have two seasons in the bag okay so that's just rumblings i just Uh, can't help wonder if they're gonna do it the same way they did it with carrie fisher and stuff with star wars where they just film all of uh patrick stewart's bits just in case he cops it yeah (laughs) it's horrible to say but yeah i wonder that um yeah, no. Well, no. But the thing is, because Picard's so integral, I don't think they <clears> could get away with that, though. No. Mm. No. 
they're not they're not expecting him to drop down dead anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, well, so, they better yeah. fucking well, hurry yeah. up because he's uh, he's getting on. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, apparently there is no firm release date for season three. Yeah. No, so, I've just I, I, I would have predicted uh, probably September. They often drop things around January and then September, don't they, for sort of the new the new seasons, as it were. Yeah. I would I would have guessed around the September October sort of mark, just because then it gives Picard enough time to breathe. Yeah. Rather yeah. than, but saying that also, when have we got? Uh, I know they're like they're totally different in their cells, but lower decks should be starting at some point this year. I look forward yeah. to that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not. That's a dumb idea. You're not. You're no, not. That's a stupid idea. How did you... I'm trying to remember. What was your opinions on the animated series? It was kind of okay. You know, I do I do own it. Um, yeah. On, on DVD or, or Blu-ray, I think it is, because I've got the big TOS box set. Um, it was kind of okay for what it was, but having some stupid, silly kids Nickelodeon thing, No. That's not Star Trek. But then I will not be watching that. I'll get it. Well, we I host a Star Trek podcast. We've got to. Of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was more adult, you know, immature adult based, isn't it? Not. Uh, no, is there not two? There's one. Is there not two animated shows coming? One that's done by oh, someone who did. Or am I getting it mixed up with the YouTube series that's already out with the similar sort of name? I Isn't thought I thought was... who did uh, Rick and Morty or something. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah. I think I watched one episode of Rick and Morty with my kids and I thought, what the hell is this crap? But then I'm 45 years old. I'm not the generation for Rick and Morty. I really enjoy it personally. <clears throat> uh, I think there's some really good, funny stuff in there. But... Yeah. No. And then obviously if they're filming um, Section 31 soon, that will drop at some point crazy isn't it all, all those years that you guys were doing the podcast and there was just nothing going on apart from the jj stuff yeah and the odd convention here and there but uh, yeah, yeah now there's like new series coming left right and center it's, all over the place yeah it's almost like the 90s up. again isn't it yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely no it's um it's it well and i don't think it'll I think there's still a lot of room open that they could do what we'd said before and like do mini series exploring certain ideas within Trek, especially in today's day and age, like filling in gaps yeah. left, right, and center. Yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. But uh, whether we'll ever like hear more about what happened around Deep Space Nine, I, I don't. I don't we'll know. See. It's a big, it's a big galaxy. There's lots of stories they could tell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, I would like to just have a glimpse of what happened on Deep Space Nine, just a little bit. You never know. In about five to ten years' time, we might be watching Cisco, the Netflix series or Amazon come, series. Come back from, uh, <laughs> come back from the wormhole aliens. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, Mark, thank you so much for joining us, mate. It's been an absolute yeah, pleasure. It's been great. Thank you for having me. To talk to you again. So, uh, Mark, you can sign us out. Uh, thank you very much for listening, guys. I've been Wayne Emery. I've been Jude Hawkins. I've been Mark Stamper. And that's Trekmate. See, at least Mark remembered how to finish he the show. He did, yeah, oh, unlike I'm, Paul. I was on, like, What's I was, going on, guys? I was on enough shows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A numbered title on the 
I can still remember how a refit of the Enterprise computer style. The crew they had to leave, yes, all walk across the space dock hall and hang out on the star base for a while. We left the ship to pasty twins dressed in velour with tiny chins. Wesley tried to talk to them. Were they women? Were they men? They told us they were binaries, worked in pairs and weren't real hairy. But something didn't feel right inside the day they stole the Enterprise. So my, oh my, binary guys had to hide, stole a ride. Or they could all die Full Picard and Riker In a holodeck high Saying let's go to warp speed And let's fly Yeah, let's go to warp speed And let's fly Do you remember the look on the face When the Enterprise shot into space Data freak, Jordy, look concerned and also that guy looked like the captain Was completely baffled by what just happened They plotted the course to the binary homeworld Back on the ship, things were set Riker visited the holodeck Met a girl that made him dance The holodeck in hands He was number one this girl and played his trombone to jazz music with a disco ball today they stole the ship so my oh my my merry guys had to hide stole the ride or they could all die pull the card and write her in a holiday high let's go to warp speed and let's fly Let's go to warp speed and let's fly. Turns out their computer's broke, yet they are a peculiar folk. Instead of asking, they simply take. With their plan and dying, nothing live. They use the ship as a big hard drive to reboot the planet and make it alive. While the guys, they hedge their bed Riker dance with Minuet Fred speaking with the card Distracting them's not hard And while speeding at port speed 9 Making up for borrowed time A justified thieving crime The day they stole So my, oh my, my merry guys Had to hide, stole a ride, or they could all die Pull the card and write her in a holiday high Say let's go to warp speed and let's fly Go to warp speed and let's fly 
Picard and Riker recognize the ruse and question Min then for some news. She just smiled and told him what she knew. They went up to the bridge real fast and found the binaries crashed. They realized they had to work as a team. And on the planet they sprang to life the deadened computers turned on their lights Computer language was spoken They fixed all that had broken Riker searched just as he feared His perfect lady disappeared I think it's why he grew a beard The day they stole the ship They were singing my, oh my, binary guys Had to hide, stole a ride Or they could all die Fool Picard and Riker In a holodeck eye Let's go to warp speed and let's fly Let's go to warp speed and let's fly My, oh my, binary guys Had a hide, stole a ride Oh, they could all die Full Picard and Riker in a holodeck hide Let's go to warp speed and let's fly You've been listening to the Trekmate Podcast would you like to get a hold of us? Visit trekmate.org.uk and boldly go where no podcast has gone before. Make it so. Prepare to attack. All hands battle station. Don't worry. We will get to the bottom of this. All right. Ask is a tall ship and a star to steer by. I don't want excuses, I want answers. Am I authorized to enter the neutral zone? How do you think that tells me about your character? Captain's log, stardate 3541.9. Program complete. Enter when ready. I am Captain Jean-Luc Picard, and I approve this message. Tweet us at TrekMate1701. Make it so.